Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Breakfast special. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on the breakfast show with Lin Li Fu and Ryan Huang. Good morning. Yes, it's the build up to National Day where Singapore celebrates its 58th birthday this year. So many milestones to look back. You know, it's been almost six decades of nation building, including its economy, how far we've come and grown and where we're headed. Mm, so to help us with the past, present and future of Singapore's economy, we need to have someone who has witnessed it all. And that's going to be our guest today. So he came to live and work in Singapore in 1990 and is familiar with the economic cycles since then. And our guest is none other than... Song Seng Wun. You might recognize his name. He's often quoted for his views about the economy. He's also someone who leaves quite an impression if you met him before in person, at events, on screen, or what have you. Or on TV. Another side to him you may or may not know is his love for food, especially mm. local fare. So this is where he's able to connect the dots, what's mm-hmm. happening in the world of food, what's happening in the world of economy, and help you to digest what's going on around you and, I guess, deliver the news to you in a different way. That's right. A new chapter awaits him. Right now, he's an independent economist, having left CIMB private banking last month when he turned 63. Welcome to our studio, Singwoon. My pleasure. Great All to right. be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure having you on the show. So let's start mm. first. Uncle uh, Song, how's semi-retirement going for you so far? What have you been busy with? I have first month only. La. So every morning <laughs> is a good day. You know, got things to, to, to go to, friends to catch up over coffee or something more fun. Yesterday, I was in Changi Village, having all fun up there, trying to catch sunrise, but obviously mm. didn't make it in time. So enough things just to lay back, uh, because this is my first like real holiday in like over 30 years. So this is kind of a good break before I think of what to do next. So I have to do something, otherwise I'll die of boredom. <laughs> okay, let's talk about two of your mm. passions, food and economy. You've covered you know, both of them. <laughs> For many decades. Indeed. So, if Singapore's economy were a scrumptious buffet, mm. which mouth-watering economic milestone or event would be the star dish? Well, if I were to put... There are many because, as I said, well, I started working uh, back in Kuala Lumpur in 85, my first recession then. And since then, I've gone through, what, three, four downturns, upturns, some short-term one. So, the most significant one, I think, during so far in my working career in terms of recession and that most make the impact would be the Asian financial crisis on mm. 98. That was when we really, really can see the impact on the ground, on businesses, on household, people had to sell their home, uh, etc. And mm. the impact on the economy was very lasting. And it's not just obviously here in Singapore, that it was triggered in other countries, in Thailand, for instance. So that was very, very, I think, significant in terms of development. And that led to here to Singapore, a lot of changes in terms of how we manage the economy, manage household balance, uh, and subsequently, I mean, there are other economic cycles in terms of uh, events that have shaped policies. Mm-hmm. But that would be very, that Left is in my mind memory. in terms mm, of what would okay. be the most memorable one in mm. terms of what would define, you know, Singapore economic cycle. In terms of, I suppose, makan, it would be, you know, the usual. It, it kind of like food and culture mm-hmm. defines our sort of economic development, mm. whether it's chicken rice, the, the Chinese right. and Malay food, 
or today, obviously, Chinese and Malay food plus more. Mm. That shows the economic development. So, in terms of star dish, it will be still the food of so for the Chinese in Malay plus the British that came over here that defined Singapore economic development. In terms of one event, it would be that Asian financial crisis. Mm. Yeah, mm. those were tough times. I think you've mm. seen a few of them before. Uh, the Lehman Brothers crisis as well. well I think it's the most re- more recent one. So a lot mm. of lessons to take away from all these Indeed. issues. And mm. just to mention, you've got a an Instagram account. It's quite well followed. Bellynomics, <laughs> the study of food money and work. So you connect the dots between all these issues. And I think this is where I can get you to give your take, you know, when you look back in Singapore's economic history mm-hmm. and then you look at where we are right now, mm-hmm. how would you describe the current flavor of the economy right now? And what's going to be posing challenges for Singapore in the foreseeable future? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. As I said uh, earlier on, you know, in, in terms of Singapore economic development history, mm-hmm. when immigrants came here, there's the sinker who came here, Chinese in the Malay, the British, is food on the table, it's got get to work, it is uh, instant food, shall we say, you know, uh, along there. Perhaps I should start with kopi and toast as the key things of the day. Since so it's like that, yes. yeah, instant breakfast, lunch uh, or, or dinner. But today, we fast forward to today, Singapore Economic Development, it is still a hub. We are now even more dependent on talent from all over the world mm. to live and work in Singapore so that we can still stay relevant. And what do we have? The buffet of food on the table here is now beyond just Chinese and Malay. We've got initial one. I think if I were go back, say, 30 years ago, the first sort of restaurant that people with some money now for, oh, mom and dad got some spare cash, let's go to have a meal. Typically, it will be an Italian restaurant at that point in time because we've got enough Italian restaurant. Pasta, pizza will be where but today we've got more than just pasta pizza. We have the French, we have oh, European, we have Asian fine dining, we have European infused uh, together. So that feast on the table is what we're seeing in Singapore in terms of how the talent comes here, mm. drive more jobs, more businesses. Mm. Similarly, the food on the table now is just mind-boggling in terms of the flavour, the umami, sweet, sour, the refined taste and touch to food here. Amazing. But there needs to be a balance, I suppose, when you look mm. at labour policies. Mm. You need to bring in a talent, but at the same time, make sure that the people back home are well taken care of. Mm-hmm. I think that's always the, the key thing in which we again come back to food again. Mm-hmm. In that the <laughs> local food, in terms of whether it's as simple as your chicken rice or bowl of laksa, mm. you know, remains true. Although now your laksa and your chicken rice get a little bit more of a atas mm. touch uh, to <laughs> them because you can, mainly because disposable income has risen. So it allows people with more time on hand, more money on hand as well, to be able to say, hey, we can do something more to just mm. a humble chicken rice or you know a, a laksa itself. So it kind of describes the Singapore economic development as well. So in the global mm. arena, how do you think Singapore can grow and maintain its excellence and stay competitive, culinary or otherwise? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, this is again, hunger. La. So bottom line <laughs> is hunger. It's whether it's food on the table or hunger to succeed or hunger mm. to survive. Right. We're a small little island. Tiny city state, so we have little resources. So same with food. I mean, what, what do we have here? I mean, okay, we plant some well vegetables on high-rise <laughs> building, hydroponic itself. We try to rear fish uh, out there. We're trying to make, I suppose, uh, cultivate meat. Mm. So similarly, so in terms of the economy, in terms of we have to bring things in, people. We bring food in. So what we have seen with food, especially also, describe economic development as well. Food technology 
processing of food is now at the level where we can bring, let's say, super fresh oyster. Mm. They are frozen, but they're called flash frozen. They call them proton freezing. Mm-hmm. That when you get them here, it's, it's like, fresh, wow, right? yeah. it still look like fresh, mm. but it's frozen. So all these things describe what we're doing here in Singapore as well in terms of how the economy with less people can be brought to a different level. Maybe the same people or less people, but people with a talent and passion to push forward to create jobs. Ultimately, it's still about businesses that create jobs, whether supplying businesses or goods in the region or in Singapore. Similarly, so food uh, as well. We can bring them from all mm. over the world mm. because we can. Technology have gone to that level that food can be sourced, brought in, yeah, yeah. fresh, Wonderful. I wish I can live another 100 years. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite curious, right? You've mm. been to many places and on social media, keep posting mm. um, places you, know. you visit for your meals. Mm. So you've got a lot of observations, especially when you talk mm. to the hawkers, Indeed, restaurant and, owners. And businesses, yeah. I, I suppose on the ground, yeah. you've pretty much have seen how things have evolved, how mm. businesses have had to deal with pressures, Mm-mm. whether it's rising costs, adopting technology, young people coming into the hawker centre scene. Now, what are some of the, I guess, interesting highlights for you looking at how that scene has evolved mm. as a reflection of how Singapore is evolving, the pressures that some of these business owners have Mm-mm. had to face? Mm-mm. I think many of us just take food for granted as hey, Let's go to our hawker centre and just, oh, why is good cheap food mm. without realising that the hawker themselves also need to earn a mm. living. They have to put food on the table for their family, enough money for them to send their kids to school, etc, etc as well. So what we pay to hawkers are what they earn. I always find it very ironic. It's okay for us to earn and every year we have to ask our bosses, uh, boss, got increment or not? You got pay rise? <laughs> what do we get? But we are too reluctant to pay more for hawkers and hawker food. But I think there are more now, mainly also because I think we have, for many, we have moved on and beyond to that point where, okay lah, maybe we are still reluctant to pay more for our wonton uh, mean. We're happy to pay $15 when it's called ramen. <laughs> uh, but we are seeing more hawkers who are, okay lah, you want your ramen, let me do my, my wonton mean a bit more atas. And, yeah, you that's know, a very good point. So, yeah. There are more now. One thing which has encouraged me is that at Hawker Centre, there are more younger ones. Manning, uh, but obviously, for the older folks, why are you so young? You know how to cook me? I said, they have to start somewhere, right? Mm. And they do have the passion. So this is where I think it is getting a little bit more encouraging in that the Hawker culture uh, is also evolving as the younger one put new spin, new take to deliver you know, the same bowl of nasi padang or chicken rice or whatever on the table. And also, you do get more of the foreign flavor into Hawker Center mm-hmm. as well. You know, now we're not talking about Korean BBQ or, you know, ramen, but others, you know, in terms of the flavors that go to Hawker Center to also offer. So the evolution mm-hmm. of food in Hawker Center now is just has gone beyond, I would say, Chinese and Malay to now a bit more. And then the fusion of the food into local flavour, I think, is mm. what will make it very exciting. Similarly so, in terms of who are the new guests in Singapore mm-hmm. to the economy, will be driving businesses mm. because new opportunity will present new jobs and new job creation in the Singapore economy. Pretty exciting stuff. If you've just joined us mm. for breakfast, we've got Song Sing-Woon, independent economist, with us in the studio. Sing-Woon, you... <laughs> 
mentioned that you're in semi-retirement now after leaving mm. a full-time role at CIMB last mm. month. What have you been up to since then? Just makan all the way? Uh, kind of, because it's really only just one month. So there's enough things to keep me occupied most morning. Like today, I'm here. And then, <laughs> we don't mind having you here every day. <laughs> um, uh, I just need to wake up uh, on, 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 on time. Lunch with some friends again. And in the evening, Fort Canning for a screening of Underneath Bourdain, Roadrunner, and where we're eating... Maybe chui kueh and say cheers and Tony Bourdain bringing food and putting laksa on the map, for instance. So there's little, little things like that. Uh, while I still keep an eye on the business world, less so now, but I still do so just to, again, track what's happening in the US and what's happening there will impact us mm-hmm. in terms of inflation, interest rate and the jobs as well. I guess people are going to be curious, what's mm. cooking for you? What is going to happen? I am hearing rumours about you becoming a TikTok star. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> that that yes. was what my kid wanted me to do. I said, hey, pa, you know, you can just do your food and, and, and the economy and whatnot on TikTok. I say, Okay, that's something to consider. They could be quite fun because currently I'm just too lazy. I just do social media and Instagram and Facebook and, and be done with it. But uh, it could be a fun thing uh, to do. Okay, thank you very much for your time this morning. Song Sing-Wen, the independent economist, talking to us about food and economy. Stay with Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.